3: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
2: And ladies, I just want to let you know, mansplaining is something that everybody does to everybody. Okay. I get so many women in my mentions. It'll be something to be like, man, like I just started playing golf recently. I could tweet like, damn, man, golf is hard. And I get 20 people being like, actually, Carl, if you focus on your back figure, it's just like, shut your ass up. I know you don't play golf. And even if you do, fuck your golf game.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, to an exceptional, wonderful, spectacular episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep into the nooks and the crannies and the bras and the panties of black conspiracy theories, and we work to finally cast our vote on whether the California raisins are allowed to say the word nigga. They're black. They're clearly black but are they actually black or are they voiced by some man named like like anthony you know what i mean but not a black anthony not anthony but just a regular anthony who's pretending to be a black man for money who knows it was a different time in america i'm doing well i'm your host langston kerman as always i'm excited to be here i i'm in a bit of a a weird place right now. I was going down my Instagram Explorer page uh, this past week, and for some reason, in the past day and a half, my Instagram Explorer page has now become almost exclusively old women with fat asses. That's it. It's just these old ladies, these gray-haired mamas with big dumps, big old dumps in their trucks. And I don't know what I clicked on. I have no idea what what I did to make this happen, but I. I'm struggling through it. I used to just see whale videos and NBA clips and, you know, appropriately aged thick ladies, but now it's somebody's grandma and I'm feeling something. I don't know if it's a good something or a bad something, but I feel something. You know who's probably feeling something too? It's my guest today. He's a fantastic, hilarious person so funny he's funny in literally everything he does Uh, you know him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine you know him from Robbie you know him from Comedy Bang Bang where he does and I I stand by this my favorite OJ Simpson impression of all time he's the funniest man alive give it up for my friend Mr. Carl Tart everybody Carl Tart oh my gosh Thank you. And I just want to say thank you for letting
2: me do this live with all those people <laughs> coughing in my face. Those are not claps. Those are
4: coughs. No, nah, they specifically said I'll come, but <laughs> I got to cough. How are you? Man, I am. I'm holding up, dog. It's, you know, okay. it is. I'm still having a good time. I'm trying to. I got you. You got a ring light. I see. you. You see the ring light? I'm, it it ain't
2: on right now.
4: I got you. You didn't give a damn if you were beautiful for me, but you have the option to be beautiful.
2: Straight up, every time I turn on that ring light, it makes me feel like I'm doing too much. Like, it makes me feel outside of myself. Like, (laughs) when I bought it, when I said it, I was like, man, this ain't you. What have, right. you, what have you been
4: doing? This, this is a different person than yeah. I've I have, I've created in the world and then I've given people the impression that I am. I exactly. can't get into this. The, the 17 year old thug me is like, man, you've changed, cuz. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dog. We used to want rims on our car. What exactly. are you doing? What are you doing, man? With a ring light? Oh, man. I haven't committed to a ring light yet, but I'm sure I'll get there. If stand up comedy doesn't come back soon, I'm going to end up doing some shit that, you know, I also would have judged myself for no less than a year ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but we'll find out. I'm very excited that you're here. You sent me a conspiracy theory that I had heard before. But I don't know a lot about or certainly didn't know a lot about uh, before uh, you sent it over. And I wasn't even sure if it was just like some wild shit that some people say Mm -hmm. or if it was like actually a conspiracy theory. But the conspiracy you sent over, you said, my mama told me.
3: Don't eat spaghetti from a woman you don't know or she might put her menstrual blood in it and put a hex on you.
2: Yeah. My grandma used to say that and my mama said it as well. Wow. <laughs> so I'm from Mississippi where it that's okay. the you know the home of American slavery and, <laughs> uh, and the home of all of these conspiracy theories and like and so you know that was the one that that popped in my head first when I think about when I was a kid and you know your yeah. grandmama and them trying to tell you like when you grow up because you know they expected you're going to be straight there's no other option right in their minds there's, there's, like,
4: it never even crossed their mind that like maybe maybe i want a man to cook me spaghetti. <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs>
2: but like they they gotta tell you, when you grow up and and you know you start dealing with these girls don't, don't eat no spaghetti that you ain't seen her cook
4: right and i and but okay. they wouldn't tell me they wouldn't tell me why
2: i had oh I learned they that
4: didn't later They didn't start off by explaining periods to you and then getting to spaghetti. They started with spaghetti and then later you discovered periods and realized there was a correlation. Yes. Yes.
2: When you're a little boy, they don't tell you what periods are. And even though I mean, definitely there's been many times when my grandma or uh, my mama sitting on the on the toilet or something be like, bring me one of them pads out of the like you know, so it's like but they don't tell you what that is. <laughs> so, sure. Like You're just like,
4: Man, my grandma her knees must hurt. Yeah. She keep on putting pads all yeah, over yeah, her body.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, all our was were thirty two when we were kids, so
4: Right. Like, yeah. My grandma skateboard,
2: so <laughs> I guess she used these
4: pads for something. Exactly. Yeah, Wait, was... so how old were you when they first told you not to let a lady cook you spaghetti without seeing the process?
2: I was probably like six or seven the first time I ever heard that.
4: Holy like, shit.
2: Tell them, like, don't ever let, when you get older, don't let no woman make you spaghetti. Don't yeah. Ever, don't ever let no one make you spaghetti that you didn't see her make.
4: And is it, for you, was it exclusively spaghetti? Like, Yeah, that was the only other... one I heard okay so this is because if so she's making like rigatoni and oh, it's fine. the exact same yeah. ingredients yeah. that's fine a little penne a little <laughs> <laughs> chicken parm all that's cool oh that's cool
2: but, same ingredients yeah
4: just a different shape pasta but spaghetti specifically
1: spaghetti, yeah
2: that's the only one of it. because i mean you know you know ain't nobody making no penne in mississippi you know? right
4: that's fair i i feel like spaghetti is the one uh consistent crossover for black people and italian people yeah yeah it's like that's the one where we're like 100 percent in agreement about this everything else we're like i don't know about that shit i i don't know how to cook that that ain't my thing but fucking spaghetti we'll do it it's such an
2: easy dinner and it's so filling. Yeah. and you can feed so many people on just like one pack of spaghetti one bottle of ragu right
4: oh <laughs> you're a ragu man
2: yeah i don't like prego
4: Okay, well, I love that. Those are the only two
2: options that's it. for you: ragu and prego, it, I don't like prego, I'm all about that ragu meat flavored.
4: Okay, uh, oh, if, you don't even you. Oh, but I assume you put meat in as well, but yeah. you like the meat flavoring addition to. Yeah, black people don't make uh, spaghetti without meat. No, no, no. you got to cook that ground beef up first. Yeah, and then put that, the sauce into that's, that. That's a jarring uh, discovery for a lot of white people, I think, is that black people almost exclusively eat spaghetti with meat or some meat substitute. Their yeah. Spaghetti is not spaghetti for black people if there is not something else in it.
2: Absolutely. So, you know how the noodles are never al dente. With Mm -hmm. our spaghetti and you put the meat and the sauce in the pot and cook it with that. First time when I went to some a friend's house, a white friend's house, and they had spaghetti, it was separate. It's like you get your meals and you regulate how much (laughs) sauce you're gonna put on it. And I'm like, Well, this supposed to be all mixed up with (laughs) some with some craft singles in here. (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think you know how to make spaghetti. (laughs) Exactly. Also, where your craft singles? Why do you have all all these pots? This is a one pot meal. Would you like Parmesan? Would you like some Parmesan? No, I don't want a damn Parmesan. <laughs> no. I want
4: Kraft Singles. Give me Kraft Singles. <laughs> yeah. Peel back that plastic and put a piece of cheese in there. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so so you're you're hearing this at six years old, seven years old. What is your your initial response? Are you immediately like, oh, okay, for sure, I understand, or is it just one of those things? What what are you feeling? I'm feeling at this point it, it's my grandma. And so I'm like
2: whatever she says is right, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, if she says don't eat spaghetti at nobody's house, you don't right. eat spaghetti at nobody's house. <laughs> like, sure. you don't like, that's just like, that's just what I thought was a rule. My right, girl. And I didn't know that she was a saying it jokingly in a way, you know? Oh, okay. Like in jest, not, not jokingly. Right. She probably really was like, be careful, but yeah. also in jest being like, cause it's such an old thing. I feel like it's like, she probably was hearing that when she was a kid or whatever. So it's like, right. she was saying it like that. and But, you know, as a kid, you get scared of stuff like that. When your parents tell you urban legends to try to keep you in line in some sort of way, you get scared of what that could be. And so yeah. I'm like, I'm not finna step. My grandma told me not to eat spaghetti that uh, that I ain't <laughs> see the woman cook. So I ain't finna eat it.
4: <laughs> I just love the idea of you going over your friend's house and then eating that spaghetti. You have to watch the mom cook the spaghetti. Yeah. In order to eat the mi- the unmixed spaghetti that they're offering you afterwards. Miss <laughs> Wilkerson, what are we having for dinner tonight?
2: <laughs> I, t- I called my grandma. She said it was okay if I stayed. Uh, what are we having? Like, oh, we're having spaghetti. Okay. And I'm oh, standing at the kitchen oh, door, like, all right.
4: All right. So, I'm going to have to watch anything. that. I, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't keep playing PlayStation. I got to watch your mama cook spaghetti. <laughs> exactly. Like, you mind if I sit at the
2: kitchen table while you- <laughs> we just have a chat while you're making it?
4: Well, <laughs> just love to check your process. Taylor's in the other room. If you want to go play with him. No, nah, I'm good. I think I'm going to
2: stay here. And nah, watch.
4: Listen, he's a great guy. I'm really enjoying him. Thank you for what you did to raise such a bright young man. But I'm going to need you to make that spaghetti in front of me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. OK, so so you're saying that your grandmother, uh, there was a tone of jest to it, that she was probably sort of being silly, possibly because she's telling a six or seven year old that like. a a very you know sexual thing that probably he doesn't understand yeah but do you think that a part of her actually believed it yeah i think so for sure i think so because also a lot of
2: how urban legends be starting is that you know they all got a story about somebody who actually did with whatever and that was like the conversation that that was when grown folks was talking conversation you know Mm -hmm. because it was like the first time i heard i think my auntie was over and my my mom and, like, my grandmom and they was all, you know, sitting around smoking cigarettes or whatever, talking, like, yeah. don't, don't you let them, when you get older, don't you let no woman make you no spaghetti. You ain't see I made it. <sighs> and, man, you remember. And then they start talking, a conversation. You remember Mr. Bilbo? You know, his wife uh-huh. put, some, put a <laughs> bag on him.
4: She put a rule on him. Oh, they had real people they <laughs> yeah. knew in yeah. the neighborhood yeah. who had been hexed and, he, therefore, <laughs> were evidence of this being true. He
2: started losing his hair. And it was like, it's always something that's like that that could happen at any time.
4: Wow. Okay, wait. So this is fascinating because when you say hexed, and we should really dig into what hexed is in your mind, what was the actual threat of, of the period blood mixing with the pasta sauce that your, your grandmother and your mom were threatening? Was it, was it going bald or was it something more sinister? I think, well, technically due to misogyny is
2: probably real sinister. But like, okay. <laughs> it's, like I'm sure we'll get into that in the history of it. But like when when they were saying it, they were basically saying like, if you eat a woman's period blood in your spaghetti, this is insane. We're talking about this. If you, if no. you, yeah, if you <laughs> listen, eat a, yeah, this is what we paid this for. We paid we're for. doing great. <laughs> uh, if you eat a woman's period blood in your spaghetti, you will be forever indebted to her and in love uh-huh. with her, and you won't cheat on her. You won't go nowhere. You won't do nothing. So I think. They were kind of like mixing up, you know, situations they had. They had situations of like, you remember so and so. And it was never like the person that we actually knew. It was like they brother that lives in Detroit, you know, or something like that.
4: It's this third person story. Yeah. Or secondhand story, rather, that may or may not even be true, but it's enough. It's connected enough to a person they know. Yeah. They're like, fuck, yeah, don't do it. This is what we believe.
2: Also, they would accuse whenever there would be men that they knew that all of a sudden fell in love with a woman or like a person like <laughs> that was always like in these streets. And then all of a sudden they like, I got my I got my woman with me. You know, again, they were right. like, oh, she doesn't put she done put a something on him. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, oh, I done, forget the she word. She made some they, spaghetti. Yeah, I know. She done made some <laughs> spaghetti. I forget the word that they used. It wasn't hex, but it was like she put a rue or a, a gree or some something that they would um. use. Something like Southern like kind of French Creole type thing that they would use a word that they would say, put that on him.
4: Right. And it, now a, he's a ripped. binding spell. If yeah. Nothing else. It, yeah. It was that these women were somehow throwing into the mix. Yeah. With this pasta. And that's, it's so funny that you say hex isn't the right word because hexed to me is such a Southern, country word in and of itself mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i think it, i'm from chicago would we would have said cursed yeah or like uh you know that's the tricked. mississippi of the north or, yeah y'all <laughs> are like hexed yeah yeah we say hex. <laughs> is your
2: family from mississippi
4: no i think so my grandmother in terms of like my black family, my grandmother, the furthest back that they can sort of trace it is like Indiana, mm-hmm. which ain't really tracing anything. You know what I mean? Like her father was from there and I don't know much beyond that. Yeah. But you, I assume, you grew up there. Your family's still there.
2: My family's still there. You know, everybody who stayed after Hurricane Katrina, everybody pretty much yeah. there. A couple people went to Houston. A couple people went to Jacksonville, other places that are very prone to hurricanes.
4: I got you. Are they. <laughs> are they they, they're like i i like this hurricane but i gotta try some of these other hurricanes yeah uh are they superstitious people in general like is that are they highly superstitious would you say that they're somewhat superstitious where they fall in the superstition scale
2: somewhat superstitious just like southern things i I feel like a lot of that stuff comes from like preservation and protection for Mm -hmm. black people who grew up in terrible times you know, so right. it's like watch out for this, watch out for that. You know, it probably all stems from that same type of thing. It probably all stems from like African stuff too. You know, like right. that just got passed down over the generations of these people, like from the middle passage on through to like why this has happened the way it happened. And and it's just like, you know, like how all of us kind of got like, don't sweep nobody's feet, you know. Or like mm-hmm. like you I'm sure you've heard that one where it's like if you sweep have, and, yeah. and somebody stand next to you, don't sweep the feet,
4: or you got spit on the broom. Like, I didn't hear the spit on the broom part. Yeah. I didn't know there was a cure to that. I just knew you weren't supposed to sweep someone's feet. Yeah. If you sweep somebody's feet,
2: that person got a spit on the broom. Wow. And don't point at a graveyard. Like, stuff like I, that.
4: I never heard that before in my life. You got so many of these. Yeah. This is spectacular. Yeah. I, I think what's most amazing for me is that, like, I okay... I totally agree with what you're saying that a lot of this is sort of like uh, it's a game of telephone for our fears. Right. Yeah. And f- sort of for like the logic of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. So like some person migrated to this country, migrated is a weighted word. They were invited yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. against their will uh, yeah. to this country <laughs> and they came with uh, traditions and with beliefs and information from a place that they used to live in, which then sort of gets like broken down and mixed up and turned into ultimately what becomes a hey, don't sweep somebody's feet yeah. because you're going to like put a curse on them and then they got to spin on a broom. And that probably is rooted in like, it was, you know, the broom is dirty and if you sweep their feet, maybe you're like uh, spreading a disease or something. You know what I mean? Like it's sometimes yeah. is a simple thing that we then make bigger to just continue yeah. a, a tradition yeah
2: the word i was thinking of is root put a root on them
4: a root yeah r-o-o-t
2: i assume that's how you spell it i just remember okay. like put a like let me see if i can google
4: because put that a, i guess that makes sense if we're talking about a root it's like yeah. you're you're fucking with them at the core you yeah. know what i mean like at the the base of them yeah you
2: put a root on them that's what yeah it so it is root r-o-t
4: yeah! Wow, that's wild. So you put a root on somebody, and then, and then they fall in love with you forever, or won't cheat on you, yeah. or in the case of that dude that lived next door to your mom, uh, loses his hair. Yeah, yeah. And I was
2: his brother who lives in Detroit. Oh, okay. And in, in, in the south, you put the emphasis on the D. The Detroit. It, it ain't Detroit. It ain't Detroit. <laughs> you live up in Detroit.
4: The other part of this that's really fascinating is you're saying that a part of it is just uh people getting changes in their life yeah (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like you're like ah that dude who used to be out here in these streets is now committed to a lady and we're all in our 20s and 30s so maybe he just matured and committed to a nice person and was ready to grow up or she put a spell on him she put a spell that is permanently changing the way that he lives his life
2: because he left the barbecue too early all right, y'all, I'm going to get on out of here. Me and the lady going to go lay it down, you know, rest up, watch some uh, Wheel of Fortune. Oh. oh, she done put a root on him.
4: Oh, that ain't the man we know. Yeah.
2: Or, or if the woman was like kind of like mean or something like, like if he would like went to go get an extra rib and she was like,
4: ah, that's enough ribs. Yeah. <laughs> you are right, baby. I got to watch my cholesterol. Wait a minute. <laughs> he didn't know cholesterol before this. Exactly. This motherfucker is rooted. Yeah, he got a hex. She put a root on him. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so even with that, do you think that when your your grandmother, your mom, your family members are sort of talking about this, do they think of this as like demonic? Is this like the work of evil or is this just a thing that a, a woman or a person could do? I think they equate it to
2: like demonic and stuff like anti God stuff for sure. Sure.
4: Yeah. Right. The fact that this ain't in the Bible, yeah, <laughs> means that it's it's not of God. Therefore, it's evil.
2: Yeah, or is it in the Bible? Is there some woman in the Bible that put a hex on a man? And because that's that's probably where, like probably like the root of just misogyny in general. On top of being like you know misogynistic culture that we're already in, but like think about right, that. Like, women will do these type of things to you. You know, yeah. like saying that.
4: No, I mean to that point, almost every misogynistic thing I could do, I could cite a Bible verse. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if I decide to beat my wife, there's a verse that'll be like, "Yeah, he had to do that. He had to do she it. She was she was being unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, breathing and <laughs>
2: yeah, being exactly. herself.
4: Well, he had to he had to beat her up. Good.
2: <laughs> this shit is
4: wild.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's how they justify this shit.
4: I feel like there's a Bible verse for everything. We talk about how like there's a Trump tweet for every dumb thing that he sort of does or says, whatever there is. Yeah, there's probably a Bible there. People quote almost the exact same Bible verses for justifying slavery as they do for justifying why slavery was never a thing that, you know, should be allowed. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it's sort of like this insane or justifying homophobia and and uh rejecting homophobia some of these same texts are like identical but it's just the way you decide to read them yeah it's
2: the way people put contextualize this stuff and it's crazy to me <laughs> like cuz yes. it's just contextualizing hate like right it's wild
4: stuff. I just I just needed a reason to hate you so I'm going to go to this 3000 year old book and uh allow that to be the the source for why this is okay
2: do you remember did you used to watch 2020 when you were a kid like maybe with your grandma or something
4: oh so much
2: remember the the snake church
4: i oh that was the one yeah tell me more you
2: you tell like, me so it was like that i just remember this episode of like 2020 20 or 48 hours or not 48 hours uh what was that show uh, 60 minutes not 48 60 hours. minutes 60 yep. minutes and they were, they just went to this church that everybody was like jumping around, like bleeding the blood, like yeah. with snakes in their hands, and they would like, right. like just bring out these big buckets, and they'd be like, "Hey, Jesus!" with these snakes. And I, I think that's still a thing. Like, so forgive me if that's your religion. If you're listening to this, and uh, like, I don't want you to get no, dear Langston,
4: I am a snake no, worshipper. Don't write me, write Carl. He's the <laughs> one shitting on your snake god. He doesn't believe in him. He said it's it's crazy. <laughs> Listen, but, man. I'm fear. I am extremely afraid of snakes. So I believe that it's out there. If y'all want to believe it, but I ain't gonna. I, be a bad I've trip. been watching a shit ton of uh, Naked and Afraid. In almost every episode, they're like introducing a new snake that oh, can murder you. My gosh. And so the idea that you would then incorporate that into your your relationship with an omniscient God is fucking wild to yeah, me. Yeah. Like this this thing is uh is not your friend. It's actually like not at all interested in being around you. So why <laughs> would you want that to be how you speak to your Lord? Yeah.
2: Especially in like uh Wyoming, where they do like in Missouri <laughs> in, in and like Missoula, Montana, they worship in snakes. And it's like, man, I
4: was out here chilling.
2: And you can say, I'm about to bite your
4: ass. (laughs) Right. There's only eight people in Wyoming. Why would you, one of the eight, come get a snake and then trap it and not just let it be free in this big space? Yeah, You're really about to talk to God because I'm about to bite your ass and kill you. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. We're going to take a break and we're going to be back with more Carl Tart and more My Mama Told Me.
3: connect the dishes to voices that glow thank you to the geniuses of smoke audio connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything AT&T.
5: you deserve a moment to yourself every single day and a delicious bite of a keebler sandys can give you that comforting pause.
4: Bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. We're back with more Carl Tart, and we are back with more. My mama told me he is telling me more and more about this root that might be put on you if a woman were to put her menstrual blood in your spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I, I here's something that I'm I'm fascinated with. Was there any alternative in your youth for a man doing something to a woman? No. There was never, it's the same way right now how,
2: you notice how quick, and I found myself doing this before. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who, first of all, this is a word that we shouldn't use to describe anybody, but sure. you know, none of us are perfect. How easily we call women crazy, like mm-hmm. if they get, like or hysterical or something like that, if they a little bit off the rocker. You know, yeah. d- if they dealing with something, let's give them a little bit more respect. Like, we don't right. know what they're dealing with. <laughs> if they're dealing with something. You heard it here, yeah. ladies. Carl thinks you're off your rocker. Yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, couple, a couple eggs <laughs> short of Easter basket. No, but it, <laughs> we were talking about this dude who is a buddy of ours who was doing some wild shit. Yeah. Like, we were, like, g- going through these unconscious mental hoops, trying to not necessarily defend his behavior, but just trying to figure out, like, man, what is going on? What is he doing? Mm-hmm. He did he did this and then he did that and then he did that. And then another friend was like, Yeah, that's the same thing that homegirl was doing. It's like, man, yeah, she's
4: crazy as hell. And right. we, it was so quick,
2: but it was just like, wait, why didn't we call him crazy? <laughs> like, <laughs> right.
4: Cause he's crazy too. Like, yeah. They're both acting up. Exactly. Why aren't we using the same words? <laughs> why aren't we just describe the, same the exact same behaviors? Yeah. And, and so my, I think to your point, so much of it is rooted in the fact that like we just want to call women crazy for shit yeah. instead of being reasonable and being like oh okay no we all act up we exactly. all got some things that we go through exactly and misbehave you
2: never heard of any men doing any type of witchcraft type stuff like, right like that's always been reserved for women in in those like historical things of any sort like that and so yeah it's all it's all misogynistic in a way Like
4: Yeah. So I I did some research. mm -hmm. Uh, I did some deep diving into this conspiracy theory. I wanted to see where it came from. I wanted to see what what connections it had to some of the things that we're talking about. And specifically, I did want to find out if there were any uh, male alternatives to putting menstrual blood and even uh, non cis gendered women alternatives to putting menstrual blood in uh, someone's spaghetti. And what I found is that uh, one of the words that kept coming up is uh, voodoo spaghetti. I don't know if y'all <laughs> ever called it that, but they're basically calling it voodoo spaghetti. Um, but it's connected largely to hoodoo. You mm-hmm. know hoodoo, like old school, like witchcraft
2: type, like French. Yeah, stuff? but
4: I think it's specifically for Black people. Yeah, and not like uh, Africanized, you know, Black people or people from like the the greater diaspora. I think it's more like African American. Black people okay. made hoodoo, which is like a weird trail mix of a bunch of other different sort of like witchcrafts and, and magic and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so this one is largely connected to hoodoo. And one of the things that they say is that it's all rooted in pheromones that like the reason the the period blood is so essential is because you're making your pheromones attached to the, the man's scent or knows, and then his conscious because of that, and then he's connected to you forever, and like you said, he either is, number one, going to uh, never cheat on you, or he's going to commit to you permanently. He'll never leave. Yeah. See there? So so it's just animalistic, (laughs) essentially, is what they're (laughs) arguing, is that this is just animal tactics, which makes sense. You know, giraffes and fucking goats, like, pee on each other Or, like, smell each other's pee. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) to figure out if, like, oh, this one makes me horny. I like the way her pee smells. Yeah.
2: Piss on a fire hydrant.
4: Now it's yours. It's yours forever. (laughs) We'll never leave this fire hydrant. (laughs) This is ours. So the part that that I think is especially interesting when it comes to other groups, or rather other genders and other uh, sexualities and all of this, is that they say the alternative... To menstrual blood is either semen or urine. Mm. Had you heard any of that?
2: No. I've never heard of anything of of a man like putting, like pissing in anything or (laughs) coming in any of his food. That's disgusting.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's all disgusting, but. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're saying they're saying that if you Carl Tart decide that you have a nice young lady that you want to keep forever you could just jerk off into her spaghetti <laughs> and in theory you are creating the same curse that or root that someone else might have put on you honey tonight for dinner we're having Alfredo <laughs> <laughs> it's especially white yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> disgusting <laughs> oh my gosh this is crazy. <laughs> okay. I want to read you a quote because the person, especially from the website that I found that was sort of breaking down a lot of this stuff. Uh, she has a quote about her practice mm-hmm. because she says that basically you can use urine, you can use semen, you can use uh period blood. It's not necessarily all rooted in just needing to be a woman. Uh, although that's sort of where it started. I think, you know, for the yeah. thing, same reasons you said, because yeah. of misogyny and, these weird backwards approaches to how love works. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, a quote from a woman named uh, Catherine Pranwode, I think is how you would say this, and she says, I have done this often. She's referring to placing these hexes on her lovers. She says, I have done this often with uniformly good results. I have directly fed gobbets of menstruum to my lover from my fingers as one might feed a pet. This was done to bind him, but to avoid the sneakiness of slipping it into his drinks. I want him to know how much I want him to be mine and to know that I am working the spell on him right out in the open. That's some freaky shit. They on some freaky <laughs>
2: shit. If he knows, if he knows, they on some real freaky shit. Yes. <laughs> they about that freak life. Gobbits of minstrium. Menstruum from my hand. I didn't know what a gob it was. Yeah, we learn something new every day. We got a new vocabulary <laughs> word. We learned it in a disgusting way.
4: That So I think what makes it fascinating is that for you, when you were growing up, this was presented as like a secretive thing. Yeah. That like uh, this was exclusive to women sort of doing it in this backhanded way. Yeah. Uh, right. To to trap a man. Yeah. And she's saying, No, nah, I do my my spells in the open. I finger feed him like a pet. <laughs> he knows He knows what he's getting. Right.
2: <laughs> did, did, is there any quote in there where he responds, like, Yeah, yeah she, <laughs> she be doing that?
4: Hey, a <laughs> gobbit's a gobbit. Yeah. You know
2: what I mean? I, I, I had a couple gobbits last night, you know. <laughs> a little fool. My stomach hurt a little bit this morning.
4: Uh, yeah. Somebody's like, You want to go for lunch? you like, No, I. I had a big old gobbit last yeah. night. I'm actually I ain't yeah, that too, hungry. I'm probably right gonna now.
2: be good to about two or three. you know. <laughs> it's not my feeding when I'm intermittent fasting, you know. And once four o'clock hits, I have a couple gobbits, You know, I need but at that point I get as many gobbits as I want to uh, up until midnight <laughs> until I go to sleep.
4: I'm on a, a strictly gobbit diet. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like uh like Atkins, but you know, it's gobbits. <laughs> this is wild. Yeah, man. Oh, man. So This woman, I think, specifically is sort of doing this thing where she's trying to update the conspiracy theory or update the sort of, uh, let's call it wizardry of whatever this is, the magic of all of this, where she's saying it isn't specific to just women. This isn't something that you have to do in like secret. This very well could be something you keep in the open and any gender or sexuality or uh, identity way of identifying yourself can participate in this kind of magic. So she's taking the stigma out of it. I think so. Or at least trying to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking the stigma out. (laughs) I am
2: releasing my gobbets to take the stigma (laughs) out of it. It's not witchcraft. It's not bad. Witchcraft is associated with evil. I'm doing mm-hmm. this from a loving standpoint. I want this man to be forever indebted to me against right. his mental will in a loving way.
4: <laughs> These, it's 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I can't have him doing this in secret. That's got to be out in the open when point. I trap him. Yeah. Okay. The addition, and this is the part that really pushed it over for me where she sort of talks about uh, the inclusion of other groups in this is she says that, Uh, And she, I think, is specifically referring to when a woman is not menstruating. But she says that when a woman does not have menstrual blood. And so that includes like, you know, a trans person that includes a person in menopause. It's all the different various ways that a person may or may not have their menstrual Uh blood available to them or at all. But she says when they don't have menstrual blood available, they are encouraged to use vaginal fluids gathered after masturbation Mm -hmm. during the full moon. Boy, they about that,
2: but during the full moon has to be a certain period. Got to be the full moon. Uh, you know what? I can't. I can't. <laughs> listen, let's get personal for a second here. <laughs> okay. You know, we've all had our share of of intimate partners, mm-hmm. and we've all, you know, been about that freaky shit sometime. I ain't never yeah. went down on no woman and been like, well full moon outside <laughs> i think this is the one or have i do you think you have i mean you married <laughs> now man like i am
4: married you married langston was it a full moon first <laughs> i have no idea and that's i said it to my wife the other day because i i started reading about all this stuff and i try to run it past her just to get a sense of of what i you know if i'm saying something wild or inappropriate all that stuff and i was saying i i can't say for absolute certain That you haven't put a curse on me, yeah. That that you didn't hex me. But then I was like, well, you don't really make spaghetti. But she was like, I make zoodles. I make uh, (laughs) I make pasta sauce and zoodles instead of spaghetti. And I was like, damn. So that you could have easily put something in there. There you go. She says that, and then just rolls out of the car.
1: Right. Why why (laughs) y'all driving?
4: (laughs) <laughs> she, she just offs herself because
2: no, she's yeah.
4: like, I, I told him, I guess I got to die. I, don't
2: know. Yeah, I caught you. <laughs> I wonder about that. That's interesting. Now I'll be looking for full moons and be like, I can't. You, right. you, you get you get that call from the backslide and it's a full moon. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing tonight? You want to come
4: over you Netflix? Hey. I'd love to eat you out, but it's a yeah. it's a full moon. It's a full and I know moon. How curses work.
2: Yeah, it's a full <laughs> moon out there. I don't think me and you are going to go any much further than this hookup situation. I don't want to mm. be forced <laughs> to. I don't want to be forced to by the laws of nature. Therefore, I'm going to uh-huh. stay home.
4: <laughs> I don't need any hoodoo happening on me, so I'm just going to chill. But please call me in uh, three days yeah, when that... the moon is slightly less full. <laughs> it's going to be fuckboy's going to be outside looking at the moon, being like, I can't.
2: Can't do it tonight. I get trapped.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So one of the things that I, I uh, especially was concerned about with this is, is there any possibility of this being um, risky? Like beyond like being trapped, right? Like beyond the the concept of like, okay, this woman who I may or may not have been meant to be with tricks me into being with her forever. Is there like any um, chance of like a disease coming from all of this? And so there were quite a few articles that basically said that eating someone else's blood is not good. Like fresh. You're not just supposed to eat someone's fresh blood like the gobbits, That's not something you're supposed to be tasting from another human being.
2: Well, you know, you've seen tweets where it's like... (laughs) <laughs> a girl be like y'all ain't mature y'all men ain't mature because y'all ain't going down on y'all girlfriends when they on their periods y'all think that's nasty y'all uh-huh. think periods are gross my man is mature and it's like mm. see and if there's if there's if there's medical
4: proof right. that that is
2: not a good idea
4: and they, they don't say it's just that blood carries a lot of like pathogens, right? Yeah. And blood borne pathogens specifically. So they don't say that it's dangerous, assuming that you're the person you've committed to is clean and safe and all those things. Yeah. But if you're just going down on women willy nilly, part of the commitment you might be making is that y'all share a disease now. <laughs> yeah, so so you yeah, might as well. <laughs> all right. I guess <laughs> we go together since yeah. we both got this. <laughs> I guess you going to be my special someone forever Yeah. or at least for another eight years before we don't exist anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> OK, this is the other part that I was really fascinated with, which I didn't consider. And this actually goes back to what you were saying about the uh, sweeping of the broom. Right. Mm-hmm. that if you sweep across someone's feet. And then uh, you you could spin on the broom and the curse is released. I didn't realize that these uh, curses had uh, alternative ways of getting out of them. So I want to read some of them to you and get your thoughts on each one. If that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. If you are cursed by a woman and they say woman. But I think at this point we've established it applies to all people. Yeah. But if you are cursed by a person, you have three options. Three options. Number one. A doctor can perform a uh, purification on the man, on the subject, such as washing him in a bath of rue herb tea, smoking him with uncrossing incense, and then dressing him with Van Van oil.
2: All right. Let me get a pen here. (laughs) Let
4: me just make sure. That all checks out
3: for you? There's
4: there's nothing in there?
2: there, Nothing in there that I don't... I mean, incense... I guess. I guess like burning sage <laughs> or something like that.
4: I think it has the same quality as burning yeah. sage. I'm sure that, you know, What's I don't Van Van know what Van uncrossing incense that? is. I have no idea what Van Van oil is. Uncrossing incense is probably just going like this. Well, you,
2: they <laughs> you can see me. They can't see me. But like just like waving your hands from side to side. Right. Cross motions with your arms.
4: <laughs> like, okay, these incense uncrossed Uncrossed. Now, so yeah. You good. <laughs> Okay, so that's number one option. Number two, if the man has been rendered impotent by the enemy woman, the enemy woman is what they phrase it, or how they phrase it rather, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently is part of the curse that like the curse is just a general curse, but often is used for uh love and commitment, but could easily be turned into making your dick not work yeah but if the man has been rendered impotent by the enemy woman he can perform a specific spell of his own such as drawing cross marks on his penis for nine days or pissing into red ants uh to restore his manhood that's easy
2: to do pissing in a (laughs) fire
4: bed a fire ant bed that's easy do you know where a lot of fire ant beds are sort of like located i mean in the
2: south for sure well, my, okay. my grandmama's yard, we used to be running around with no shoes on and get ate up.
4: Yeah. yeah so you up. do, I that I actually could not tell you where I would find a fire ant bed if I were to uh, be cursed with impotence. You, I mean, you probably have to check a couple ant beds,
2: but <laughs> if you, you know, just knock the top off of it, and if the, if the ants come out red and they mad and they
4: moving <laughs> fast, pee on it. Those fire ants. Yeah, those fire ants. All right. Well, I got to get, I guess it, it, this is really a sign that I got to get to know my ant community a little better, <laughs> just... I don't want to just mess up and pee on regular ants. I got to find some fire ants in my community.
2: Regular ants be like, we can't
4: help you. (laughs) Come on, brother. You just peeing (laughs) on me for no reason. My house. Okay, this is the last one, and this, uh, I would argue, is the, the most jarring of the options. It says that the third option is the man or a root doctor working on his behalf can get back at the enemy woman and reverse the spell by capturing some of her menstrual blood and laying a trick for her, such as stopping her blood up in a bottle with nine pins, nine needles, and nine rusty nails, then hiding the bottle in a hollow tree where she will never find it she'll get female trouble and will have to leave that man alone.
2: Okay. That's the, that sounds dangerous. Uh Uh-huh. It also sounds hard to accomplish.
4: <laughs> it doesn't sound easy at all. Yeah. You just got to not only get access to her menstrual blood, but then you have to have enough of it to fill nine, a uh, jar with nine needles, nine nails, rusty nails and nine something else. And then put it in a tree. You got to let some nails sit out in the rain. You gotta
2: uh-huh. get needles. You gotta find a tree that's hollow enough to where she can't reach in there and just grab it out. You have to do it in secret enough. So I guess when she's like at work or something, mm-hmm. you have to find a <laughs> find a tree to
4: hide. I name. do love the idea of a working uh, woman who also is committing hexes on people. Yeah. It's like yeah, no. she's she's a you know a wizard sure, but she she got a day job. Yeah, she's a witch doctor, but
2: <laughs> she also works at the credit union. <laughs>
4: She a wizard with them numbers, you know what I mean? (laughs) But also with real magic. She
2: she does some evil stuff to people. Also, to have that much period blood just sitting around, like, don't touch this. Right.
4: Like, Like, (laughs) where are these jars of period blood that you're somehow, like, able to access? It's a wild theory. so one of the things that that I even in terms of like the the amount of period blood, which I was always curious about, I don't know if this ever crossed your mind because when people say put period blood in the spaghetti, mm-hmm. I assume that like it was like a diva cup's worth of like emptying it out into the spaghetti. Yeah, but apparently the the uh, most common strategies are to put like uh, a string. In their vagina and then soak it up and then just sort of stir that into the spaghetti.
2: Oh, so when you do like the round your fork situation next to the spoon, when mm-hmm. you had a spoon and you round it with the fork, the string is just in there and you don't. Oh, I
4: don't know if you leave the string in. I don't oh, know okay, that's what okay. They were saying. <laughs> I think you just let it soak for a minute and then you pull it out because it's like left enough of like the residue, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they also say you can use a tampon and just stir that, like a used tampon and stir it in. Because when something dries, it'll become less dry as you're stirring it into the liquid. Yeah, and rewet,
2: re rewet. re just, Okay. I just want to give a shout out to everybody who's still listening, who's getting this info. I want to give a shout out to the women who are writing this down. I want to give a shout out to the men who are putting their nails out in the rain.
4: I hope that we are encouraging a bunch of women and men to hex each other. Yeah.
2: Why do I feel like this?
4: I know I don't like this woman.
2: I get it. Thank you, Langston and Carl.
4: I never wanted to be
0: with her, but here I am. Here I am. Three kids with this bitch.
4: (laughs) All right, we're going to take one more break and then we'll be back with more Carl Tart and more. My mama told me.
3: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective.
5: Connecting changes everything. at and You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause.
4: Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we're back here with more Carl Tart and more. My mama told me we are still talking about the hexes that anyone of any gender in any community can put on another person by sharing their bodily fluids, uh, <laughs> unbeknownst to them or or benounced to them. Is that how? Is that a thing? Can you say benounced? Benounced. I mean, the, the one lady says her man is benounced.
2: The goblet, the goblet <laughs> lady is benounced.
4: The goblin lady does assure us that her man is benounced the entire time that (laughs) he licks it off her finger, much like an animal. (laughs) Okay, I want to play a game. We're going to play a fun game. All right. Uh, And this game is as exciting. It's a game that I like to call
2: Homemade Hotel.
4: You raggedy bitch. (laughs) Okay, here (laughs) we go. I'm going to present you with a pretty innocuous, pretty widely supported fact. And then I'm going to ask you to make a much more sinister conspiracy theory from this. Okay. Any conspiracy theory you want, you go as far or as not far with it as you want. Just the only correct answer is the incorrect answer, if that makes sense. Sounds good to me. Hell yeah. So, okay. The fact that I am presenting to you is that Elvis Presley, are you familiar with Elvis Presley?
2: I am. Also Mississippi uh, native.
4: Oh, that's right. He is from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have fond uh, feelings for Elvis? Absolutely Presum? not. Okay, sure. <laughs> he stole a lot from your people. Absolutely. My, <laughs> my granddaddy was the real Elvis. <laughs> I was about to say, the, your your uncle Tark was probably <laughs> the man who who he originally stole shit from. Absolutely. Okay, well, Elvis Presley, on the day that he died, I'm sure you're happy to hear he didn't make it. (laughs) Uh, Elvis Presley, the day that he died, apparently, before he went into the bathroom, you know, he died on the bathroom. He was actually going to uh, read a book while he was going into the bathroom. And before he went into the bathroom, his final words, apparently the final words this man ever spoke out loud were, okay, I won't. Now, the white man will tell you that the reason he said that is because she told him not to fall asleep while reading the book in the bathroom. I want you to hotep that shit.
2: Brothers and sisters, welcome. My name is <laughs> Mujahid Musin Bey. I hope everybody's drinking their water and eating their green vegetables because nothing that comes out of the ground is white. So please put that cauliflower away, brothers and sisters, queens, mm-hmm. kings, queens mm-hmm. and kings of a different nation. I came here today to talk about uh, Brother Elvis Presley. (laughs) Should I say Devil Elvis Presley?
4: Devil Elvis. Who
2: uh, stole, you know, so much property, so much land, so much from the brothers and sisters, the kings and queens of yesteryear.
4: Real land, fake land. He stole it all.
2: Yes, that's correct. That's correct. And before he took his untimely trip to hell, which I assume is where he <laughs> is located currently, he graced us with the words, no, I won't. Let's break those down. Mm-hmm. No, I won't. How many letters in the phrase, no, I won't? Seven, seven, the divine, uh, divine number. If you uh-huh. think about it, triple seven at the casino. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's bingo. It.
2: That's bingo. That's a jackpot. Let's break mm-hmm. that down. Jackpot. Seven letters also. Think about it. You Uh, hear me? Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Oh, we hear you. All right. Think about this. No, I won't. When do you say no, I won't? You say no, I won't when (laughs) you don't want to do something. Okay? (laughs) No, I won't. Yes, you will. No, I won't. Think about that. What he didn't want to do was give credit to the black man. Mm -hmm. But everything that he had stolen, the land, the physical land, the metaphysical land of music, what he stole from Chuck Berry, what he stole from Little Richard. Yes. They said, give it back. And before he walked into that toilet to flush his life down to hell.
4: To empty himself for the last time.
2: Empty himself for the last time to shit out all of his innards. (laughs) He said, no, I won't. And then. Died. Think about it. That's what he didn't want to do. He didn't want, <laughs> he didn't want to give credit to the black man, to the king mm-hmm. of which he stole and made millions his whole career. Graceland. No Graceland. He died with no grace. Think about it. That mm. should have been called Kingland. I hope all of you people are drinking your water and you are eating your green vegetables. Please buy my book.
4: Please buy my book. <laughs> buy that book. Those are black voices cheering for you. Hell yeah. That I do think there's probably it, it, well first let's let's remind everyone it was okay I won't but I love that you made it no <laughs> I love that you said fuck it it's no <laughs> this man was a bad man and he said no as far no. as I'm concerned <laughs> yeah. that's just a rewriting of history by the white devil to say uh, okay thank you Hmm. <laughs> But I, I do think that there is some legitimacy to the possibility that it wasn't just like this charming final conversation of her being like, don't fall asleep in there. And OK, I won't. I bet he was probably like Elvis. Are are you going to give back that music you stole? No, fuck it. And then he died. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: this was the conversation he was having with his maid, right?
4: Yeah, I think it was his girlfriend at the yeah. time. Oh, OK. Uh, maybe they were the same. I don't know. I'm not a an Elvis historian. <laughs> I haven't kept track. I in doing uh looking up for a fun fact about Elvis, I did realize that uh that he he's a karate expert. Really? I didn't I didn't know that that he's actually they say he's a black belt and that he goes by like something like Tiger Man. It was his uh was his karate name, which I didn't know they gave you karate names. I didn't know that was like a thing.
2: Another thing he stole from the Black Man, his belt. <laughs> I hope you were drinking your water and eating your green vegetables.
4: All right, man. Well, this was fun.
2: Yeah, man. I had a great time.
4: This was a great time, Carl. Can you tell everybody uh, where they can find you? What they can look out for to to see more Carl Tart?
2: Yeah. Uh, if you're at home bingeing TV, you can see me on all your favorite shows. I've, I I pop up every now <laughs> and then, say a couple words, give a give a crazy look. Hell uh, yeah. you can see me on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, you can see me on Superstore. You can see me on. Uh your whole NBC Thursday night lineup or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Uh good place. I was on that. Uh in the soon, well, I don't know when it's coming out, but the Keenan show is called Keenan, mm. it's gonna be on NBC. I was a writer on that. So you can Beautiful. check that out. Uh, But other than that, listen to The Flagrant Ones. It's a basketball podcast I host with two guys, Hayes Davenport and Sean Clements. Uh, They also host a show called Hollywood Handbook. It's on Patreon, so please reach into your pockets and give us your $5. Yeah, Uh, stop
4: being broke bitches and give them your $5.
2: Everybody, y'all getting those stimulus checks. The Republicans approved them once again (laughs) today, so y'all going to have $600 coming. Go ahead and um, make that 595. Go ahead and make that 595 and listen to my basketball podcast. Yeah, why I'm...
4: would you waste that money on food and sustenance when you could listen to Carl's basketball yeah. podcast for almost a fifth of what the government is going to give you? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a <laughs> lot when you think about it. Listen to the basketball podcast. We we're going to be talking
2: about the bubble. Uh and other than that, just follow me on Instagram at damnitcarl. D A M M I T C A R L. I deleted Twitter.
4: Okay, RIP to Carl's Twitter, but please follow him. He's so funny, and so I'm so happy he was here. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman on both Instagram and Twitter. I'll never leave you, Twitter. You mean the world to me. I love how toxic you are. Please keep breaking my spirit every day. Uh, you <laughs> <get> <laughs> have you turned off your notifications yet? I haven't turned off my notifications, but I do feel like that's coming.
2: Yeah, I I can't I couldn't do it no more because even after turning off all my notifications, I was still seeing shit. And, and it wasn't even just people directing stuff at me. It's just right. the take culture of Twitter. I just had to be like, yeah, man, I'm out, dog. I can't. I don't want to yeah. sit here and see like I never want to see another. That's it. That's the tweet mm, like situation because like, it's never a take that I care about, even if it's something that I actually do care
4: about. I don't want right. to see you talk about it. Right. But, now yeah. that you said it's good, I don't like it no more. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I had to go. But I'm still Hell on Instagram yeah. posting pictures looking at ass.
4: So <laughs> okay. send nudes, well, ladies. Send nudes to Carl at (laughs) Damn It Carl. And thank you so much for following and listening. And this has been another amazing episode of My Mama Told Me.
5: slash iHeart.